everybody and welcome to the Edge of the Headlights podcast. My name is Rob and sitting across from me tonight is Marty. How are we doing this week, Marty? Awful. No. Okay, not. at least you're honest. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> and that's our show, folks. Yep. Uh, no, man, I'm not doing too bad, actually. It's a long week, but not too bad. Uh, some crazy shit. Uh, they, they recently uh, have officially mapped the entire human genome. They announced oh, this week. We're so fucked. I know that's oh, is that bad that my first thought is like oh fuck <laughs> damn it they, they they figured out all of it we are in so much trouble in the next 10 years yeah but I was like oh that's interesting so now all the people that okay the people that mapped out our DNA completely right right need to go talk to the guys who build the robots Boston Dynamics I'm sure they already are yeah so great <laughs> that's who helped them map everything out man. probably and there's probably gonna be clones of us I hope they don't make a clone of me because his joints would be sucky yeah, he's gonna be in for a sad life man yeah he is so other besides besides the scary news of DNA finally being right. decoded Loch Ness Monster was seen again recently yeah I did that, see, that made the news uh, I think last weekend I think I saw it pop oh. up on me or maybe even Monday I don't remember it all flies when you're having so much fun. Oh, yeah. See, the people that found it, uh, there are people, that, I, I find it kind of interesting that the people that found it were also making a documentary. Right. About. The Loch Ness Monster. The Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> exactly. I, I know when, when it first popped up, I had a story come across, and I was like, oh, okay, well, I'll hop onto it and take a look at the picture. I'm like, okay, what am I looking for? Oh, that's it. There's just like the dark spot from a long ways away in the water. Yeah. Um, okay. Oh, yeah. Here's a picture of it zoomed up. It's now just a bigger zoomed in picture of a dark spot in the water. I mean, I don't want to dash their hopes for anything, but it wasn't real convincing. I mean, there, there, I don't want to say there wasn't anything there. But well, there had to be something that was making the black spot in the water. Yeah. But, but there's really nothing conclusive to anything going on there. It was just like, uh, yeah, you got a thing, man, I, I guess. We'll give you that. You got a thing. thing. It's just like that one. Where it could be like... a giant sturgeon shit. I don't know. It's uh, considering where was it recently? They just uh, pulled out like a big, however many foot sturgeon. It's like a hundred foot large sturgeon. It was I want to say. I don't it was know. Like maybe 60 more foot or some bullshit. The thing was a monster. Oh, yeah. It's like, that ex- could explain a lot of things, man, in the water. When you've got a sturgeon, See, but which does is... Lo- does, now, does Loch Ness actually have sturgeons in it? I believe they do. Or well, they, they get they, ocean they, I know animals. they've got big eels and <clears> shit, <throat> too, that run through. And some of those things get ridiculously gross in size. Yeah, there's like some of the, there's like the biggest eels are like in New Zealand or Australia. Yeah, yeah. The things are just, just scary. Just like, kind of like the, the, the uh, wolfhead eel, which is just a horrifying monstrosity like they're another one of those creatures where their head will keep working after it's been chopped off like a chicken's body yeah lots of them they'll they'll like take the head off of them and like put a beer can in its mouth and it instinctively will still just crush down it has so much bite force it just literally just right through the full beer can and the thing's been dead for an hour you know that's a waste of beer there that's well it depends on what kind of bait you're throwing in i guess but True, if it's a beer with just a plain black and white label, so that's okay. Yeah, beer. See, but also, wasn't like two, maybe three years ago, they had that another Loch Ness footage, just the one where it's bright and sunny, and it showed the thing going up toward like that cliff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that was that a fish or what did I? I can't remember the video slightly, but I didn't yep. really see what they were talking about in the water. I I didn't 
either. I mean, I, I remember watching that a few times. I'm like, I'm not exactly sure what I'm really looking at here. <laughs> Again, it wasn't anything to me that was conclusive to be like, oh, shit, here's our smoking gun. Yeah. It was just like, yeah, there's something there. Um, can't really tell you what it is because I don't know because I can't really see what that is. But there is a shape of something there. But there again, I mean, it could be any number of aquatic animals. There are a lot of large aquatic animals that are up in those in those locks, and there is access to ocean from those locks. Yeah. Well, you know what today is? Ugh. What day is it today? I I honestly couldn't even tell you. It's Wednesday. I know that's as far as I know as far it's as April seventh. Okay, yeah, seven. Does that help you ring any bells about no, what today is? No, man. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. It's, sorry, it's a 6th, folks. It's a 6th. Tomorrow's April 7th. Oh, yeah, it is. It is. It yeah. Is. <laughs> it's New It's New Beer's Eve. Oh. It's actually a holiday. Wow. It was started in 1933 after 13 years of Prohibition. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh, here the we dark are. times, Here we are. Man. Just, folks, we are not drinking beer, but we're drinking what-the-heck soda bacon flavor. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's all we got. Yeah, it's I, interesting. I, I like it, man. I, I do. It's, But drinking a whole bottle of it, by the end of it, it, it gets to be a bit much. It's really sugary. It's it almost is, like it, it tastes is. like bacon covered with maple syrup. Right. <laughs> There's a lot of that smoky. And now I still have that aftertaste like I was eating baked beans. Is honestly what it feels like. Yeah. It tastes like. Which isn't all bad because I like baked beans and shit, but... Yeah. But yeah, it's a not the worst soda I've ever had. Let's be real. I, I had a, a, a fresh cut grass soda one time. I've that had was, fresh cut vodka. That was oh, that's pretty fucking gross. Good lord, <laughs> good god. That you sell them in like the liquor store around You sell them that little sample of shooter bottles. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. like, oh, they. That's back when everybody had different flavored vodka. There's probably right, a yeah. cat flavored vodka too. But oh yeah, no, they were. I'm like, they were fresh cut out. grass. I'm like, yeah, I can mess with somebody. I'm, that's my whole. Thing of it, I was gonna put mix a drink and like, here you go, here's your drink, vodka, whatever. Uh, yeah, it was nasty. And I don't know, maybe, maybe there, I, I would have to taste it, but maybe there was some kind of drink you could make that would be helpful no. to it. I don't know. No, uh, the only way it tastes good is like this drink, whenever you put it in, it tasted like pop and dirt. That was wow. it, <laughs> it tasted like dirt. See, I, I didn't mind like, and the, don't, the, and everybody's like, oh, how do you know what dirt tastes like? All of us is eating dirt at one time or another. We know what dirt tastes like. (laughs) Uh, It's very much... uh, If you want to know what dirt tastes like, find the uh, 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 earthworm jelly belly. Oh, That's what it is. It's dirt. It's dirt. That's the flavor of it. It tastes like dirt. (laughs) Although I do like the fresh cut grass jelly belly. That one I actually really enjoyed. That and the uh, baby wipe one. I really like that Oh, I didn't want... Can I tell people I like the baby... What? The baby yeah, wipe? Yeah, they make a baby jelly. wipe one. It's, it's almost like a menthol. I want to know who the hell has this job and say, oh, I know. what's this taste like? It tastes like a baby wipe. How the fuck do you know what a baby wipe tastes like? I've had a baby wipe in my mouth, man. There's just like an alcoholy, burny kind of flavor to it. It's weird. Yeah. But yeah, I know like the, the dog food one. It's like, I feel bad for the poor bastard who ate dog food. And is like, well, does this one taste like what you just ate? Huh? Yeah, that's pretty close. <laughs> like, how did you get that job at, no, at no, Jelly Belly, man? No, no. Oh, well, on a better tasty note, this is National Twinkie Day today. Oh, hell yeah, I should have got Twinkies, man. I've been staying, trying to stay away from sugar again because I got fat as fuck the last year. 
Uh, because I just ate nothing but garbage. Hold All right, on. this soda you just drank. Has oh, like, it's, it's like if you were taking this 12-ounce bottle, three-quarters of it is sugar. Well, it's just it, liquefied. That, that's why I, I don't drink pop like on a regular basis at all pretty much during the show when we do this yeah and and uh, every other friday for dnd night i have like a two liter amount or uh root beer or occasionally when, when a new flavor pops up and i have to try it but yeah man lately the the sugar section has been fucking calling I mean, you got a local grocery store like their bakery they will put stuff on clearance because it's getting close to date and they put it dirt cheap so it's like this big one pound Swiss cake roll. For fifty cents. Two twenty. Oh man, two dollars, right? Uh, and it's hard for me not to buy That's it. That's like the uh, wife. I've been doing good not buying it because mentally I'm like, well, you know, I could eat that for like five, six days. I'll take a little slice off after You're... No, it's two days. The second day that fucker's gone. I'm covered in, you know, chocolate cake and 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 it wouldn't, and it wouldn't even take cream. me two days to eat that. Oh, if you're, if they, I'm serious. If anybody wants to videotape me in the middle of the night, I get up at least once, if not twice, a night and yeah. I eat. Jesus. And I'm, I'm not a big guy. I got a little bit of a belly, but I go. The wife right. gets really mad because I went through a whole box of uh, the peanut butter nutty, nutty buddies. Oh. Yeah. I went through a box of them in one night. Uh, in two sittings, I ate that much. Yeah. See, the only time I run. Cody, into you that. cannot repeat that to Stacy because I'll kick your ass. <laughs> Now, the only time I run into that, like, say, like, on a weekend, if I fall asleep at, like, 8 at night, like, on the couch, and I fall asleep for, like, an hour or whatever, when I wake up, I'm craving sugar. And I don't know why. It's the only time it does it. I can do it during the week. It doesn't bother me. But I have to be like, eh, I gotta go eat some peanut butter or something, man. I don't know why. And then I'm up for the rest of the night. But, yeah, that, that super power nap out of nowhere... Just like knocks the shit out of me, and, and my sugar levels or something just go. You need to eat something sweet. You gotta get woke up, man. No, I just wake up and eat. I just eat something. <laughs> I just randomly eat. Yeah, I just do. I'm serious. A couple of nights ago, I made three. At this is like one in the morning. Oh Jesus! I'd already been asleep for a couple of hours. I woke up. I'm like, hmm, peanut butter and mustard sandwiches. They sound really good. So I made three of them and sat down and ate them. Jesus, nothing about that sounds good. I like mustard and I love peanut butter. Oh, We've had together. this discussion before, but uh, I've tried know, eating man. stuff at night to make me not want to wake up in the middle of the night because I like my sleep. I really do. Right? Yeah, and I, I don't. Enjoy but my sleep. stomach kind of controls me in the middle of the night. You need to get up and eat, fatty. That's that's, that's great. Yeah, it makes me wonder how many nights you're getting up and eating and you don't remember. If you're one of those people who like gets up and like I eats, that might explain a bunch of mysterious missing um, right. oatmeal cookies. Uh, it probably would. I bet those goddamn dogs got up here on top of the fridge and got those oatmeal cookies. That's what yeah, it's got to be. Open the cupboard, man. open the box. <laughs> oatmeal cream pies everywhere. Fucking dogs. I know, but that might explain a couple of it, it might, man, because there are people, that, yeah, they will like, get up every other night and they will like, go in and make food and everything. And I don't make food. That's too much work. I know. Well, it's, I, I want easy like access stuff. A, a sandwich or something together and don't have any recollection of doing it. Yeah. Milk's half gone. They're like, what happened? We've got a ghost. Dude. See, I just no. believe my kid. You're right. Uh, you're right. I've got a five-year-old. We blame him. Yeah. yeah. That, that's always good, man. But speaking of my youngest, oh. I had I actually said a sentence last night I thought I would never say in my adult life. And here it goes. Oh, God. He's like, Dad, we're gonna, we had to take a bath last night. And he's like, Dad, the cat needs swimming lessons. I'm like, stop. The no. cat does not need fucking swimming lessons. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. 
And I'm like, the cat's like, he's reaching for the cat. I'm like, get away, get away, <laughs> run, run, sweet Because our cat, he's like not even a year old. He's a good yeah. cat, but so my youngest messes with him all the time. And so we, I've got scratch on my arms, right, yeah, but he's like, if you grab that cat, put it in the water. You're going to get bloody. It's going to fuck you up. Yeah, no, contrary to popular belief, the cat knows how to swim. They just choose not to. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus, man. No, that could have been... Well, I, I don't know. It might be a lesson learned, really, too, at that point. You're like, yeah, why don't you go ahead and teach her? No, but I never would have to say that sentence. No, the cat doesn't need swimming <laughs> right. lessons. Oh, my God. And that's what he said. The cat needs swimming lessons. Oh, he's reaching for it. Oh, my God. That poor thing. And the uh, cat no has it like, what are you doing, little human? <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're coming to give me hugs. I love them so much. Splash, yeah. Oh, my God. I did have one cat that actually would get in the tub with you. Like, if you were showering. Yeah. He would, like, stand on the edge of the tub, and then sometimes he'd hop in and then just sit and watch. I was like, what are you doing, man? He's never getting, like, full blasted, you know, so you're blocking him. But still, it's most cats are, are not really receptive to standing in a shower. But yeah, he would just like sit there. Like, what are you, get out, man. This is just weird at this point. No, you know what I think about cats? Like, we mentioned cats do swimming. Cat swimming is the reasons I will not go to fucking India. Weird. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, um, no, Nothing against India. I really do want to visit, but I will not go to that country after doing <laughs> research for this article, for this episode. To be fair, you don't like swimming anyways. So. I don't like swimming. But, but, you know, you'd think crossing a river might keep you away from... from certain animals? Man. No. If you go to India... We're, well, this episode, folks, is going to be about man-eaters. Right. Throughout history and the world. And India, for some... It's a... I don't know. It's just got a lot of... Yeah. Big cats that like to kill people. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. Big I would not go to India. Even if they said, Oh, we picked your name out of a hat. You get an open vault B. I'm like, fuck you. I'm not going. Sorry. Can I do it remotely? Yes. <laughs> That's the only way I would do open vault. I will supervise it over video. That would be yep. great. No. As soon, as, yeah, your, your luck, as soon as you open the door, Indian tiger just flies out at you. Oh, it's probably like, a goddamn ow. leopard. Because uh, I'm going to read off what a man-eater. A man-eater is an animal that preys on humans as a pattern of hunting behavior. This does not include scavenging. This does not include scavenging of corpses. A single attack born of opportunity or desperate hunger or the incidental eating of a human that an animal has killed in self-defense. However, all three cases, especially the last two, may habituate an animal to eating human flesh or attacking humans and may foster development of a man-eating behavior. Although human beings can be attacked by many kinds of animals, man-eaters are those that have incorporated human flesh into their usual diet and actively hunt and kill humans. Most reported cases of man-eaters have involved lions, tigers, leopards, polar bears, and large crocodilians. However, they are not the only predators that will attack humans if given a chance. A wide variety of species have also been known to adopt humans as usual prey. That's that's a bad sentence. It, it is, but it, it makes sense, man. Including various bears, Komodo dragons, spotted and striped hyenas. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hyenas are opportunistic little bastards anyways, man. They will just take on anything. I like hyenas, but they are just a gross, disgusting animal that will just kill and eat anything they can. Yeah. Horrifying. Yeah. There's like, I went to Wikipedia and got all this information. Some of it at least. But yeah, there's like a lot of, there's even like, they have rats on here that are people killers. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's just wrong. 
But I mean, re- realistically, for for the most part, take away our weapons, and we are no longer sorry a uh, <laughs> a top predator. We we have our intelligence, but there's a reason mountain lions will hop after small kids because they're just using hunting tactics of hey, that one looks small and squishy and weak, and they don't fight <laughs> back. Squishy. Let's go jump. I should call him Squishy. They even have birds in here. Oh, really? Yeah. Some evidence supports the contention of an African crowned eagle occasionally views human children as prey, with a witness account of one attack in which the victim, a seven-year-old boy, survived and the eagle was killed, and the discovery of a part of a human child skull in the same nest. Oh, This shit. would make it the only living bird known to prey on humans, although, although other birds, such as ostriches and cross cassowaries that one you see that that's yeah. cassowary that's that yeah. one where that lady holds up her hand and it stops yeah them things will gut you like a fish <laughs> have killed humans in self-defense and a lambergarian might have killed well that's that's greek we don't know that various large raptors like golden eagles are reported attacking human beings but it's unclear if they intend to eat them or, or if they have ever successfully been successful in killing one all right oh jesus man I mean, I, I can understand that behavior when you get a little too close uh, to to a nesting area. But, I mean, I can understand it, man. Some of those birds, you don't understand how fucking big they actually are until you see Luckily, this how one, big they are. This man. one that, like, if you're from New Zealand, you probably heard of this. It's the extinct host eagle. Oh, yeah. May have preyed on humans in New Zealand. Yeah, because it's probably the Mori. Mori? 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 The Maori? Maori, there we go. Folklore, they talk about it. And they think they actually, the seagull probably, <laughs> it actually preyed on both Homo florensin and I'm an anatomically modern humans. Yeesh. Yeah. Good lord. Yeah. No, that's horrible. Here's one you probably God never heard birds. of. Yeah, well, you've heard of catfish, you know, like that happens oh, every other week on the internet. Catfish have been known to kill people, like the Wells catfish from England. And in Europe, Ew. but there is a large predatory catfish. Where the hell is it at? Oh, here it is. Reports have been made of a gunch catfish eating humans in the Kali River in India. Yeah, I, I'm not bashing India, but I ain't going there. Right, I that doesn't shock me, man. Catfish, they again, they, they will eat everything they find. They oh, are yeah. a scavenger fish, and they get fucking huge. Oh yeah, like you get them made big enough. There, there are some that are just. Enormously massive in the Mississippi River here in the U.S. Because they grow to tens of feet long. As long as they've got space and food to eat, they'll just keep growing. I may have said this story before about catfish. Have I ever told you a story about Toledo Bend in Texas? I and don't know if I have. It's on the, Toledo Bend is on the border of Texas and Louisiana. Yeah. And it's a big dam. And actually, when I was down there in the service, I served in Louisiana at Fort Polk. I drove down there weekend off, and I seen this look like a big old boat like something you would take to move a dock oh yeah a yeah, dock yeah. boat yep and there's just a guy out there's old timer sitting out there and he's just sitting there and i'm like what the hell are you doing he invites i get out to the boat and his buddy's coming get me out there like he is fishing off the edge of this boat with a wench but it's got like quarter inch stick thick steel cable oh jesus just down in the water i'm like oh you just yep. anchored up here just hanging out he says no i'm fishing so oh. Hang on, folks. <laughs> Sorry about that, folks. But as I was saying, I was Toledo Bend, which is on the Texas-Louisiana yeah. border. This old timer was out there fishing a spool, like a winch spool. He had quarter-inch thick cable, and he was fishing. 
He's like, yeah, we got, they go down there and there's maintenance. It's like a big flood game. The bottom, they yeah. report of a... This is like, this is not... This is a, it sounds like an urban tale, but it's not because I actually saw the guy doing this. Oh, my God. He's like, the diver reported that he almost swam into the mouth of a catfish down there. Yeah. Because they get on the uh, on the deeper end where that water comes out, they just open their damn mouth and whatever oh, yeah. goes into it, they eat. Yeah, anything and everything. They will just devour. Yeah, I've, I've heard other stories. Uh, we had one actually... Uh, down in uh, Missouri, originally from Kansas City, and they had a plane go down in the river down there, and they sent divers. This would have been back in early '80s, late '70s, early '80s. Uh, sent a diver down in to get shit out of the, the plane, you know, see if they can salvage any of the wreckage. And after a few minutes, a diver came back up, and he was white as a fucking ghost. And he's like, "Yeah, I'm not going back in. Find yourself somebody else." And they're like, "What's going on?" He's like, "I was down there, found the plane." looking things over and I just got that feeling like something is looking at me. He goes and I turned around and there was a catfish that was literally about two and a half, three feet wide at the head. (laughs) The thing was fucking huge. And it might not have been that big, but when you see it come out of nowhere, you're going to be scared. And he's like, you find someone else. Yeah, freshwater fish like catfish, they're not the only things I can eat. Them groupers and goliath groupers. You've seen videos of them? Yes. Oh my God. And you got them crazy fuckers out there like in the middle like flatboard kayaks. I'm gonna go fishing for a grouper. The grouper's as big as a right. fucking kayak. I, I never realized how big some of those fuckers were until I saw like underwater footage of divers swimming around like the the uh, oil rigs off of Florida's coast. Yeah, and it's like, oh, what's that thing? Holy God, that's a grouper, and the thing's twice oh, the size of a yeah, it's like six foot long. Five foot tall. See, but the like, funny thing is with them, they thought they were, all, they were on the verge of extinction for the longest time because yeah. people were overfishing them for their yep. meat. Oh, and, yeah. now, and now they've made a huge comeback because they don't seem to have any predators. I've seen no. the fuckers eat like five foot sharks in a yeah. gulp. There's that video of that guy, shark fish. He's like, hey, I'm sure. Oh, oh I was like, whoop, whoop. I was like, the shark's gone. The fish ate it. He didn't even catch yeah, that, the other fish. That, that, that fish, it, it shouldn't even be terrifying. But when you see the size of it, you're just like, okay, yeah, no. I'm not getting in that water, man. No thanks. That's another reason not to go into the ocean. Yeah, right, man. I, I, I love, like I said, I, I've always had an affinity to water, but it terrifies the hell out of me, man. There's too much big, scary, scary shit that we know of in there. Not not even counting shit we don't, don't know. know. <laughs> yeah. It's ones that you don't know will get you. Oh, yeah, man. That's the ones that are really terrifying. Oh, good God. No thanks. All right, we're kind of done. Well, now we're going to talk about some of the OG man-eater cases. Right. And that would be... Uh, I don't know, man. What do you got? No, uh, what joking. do I got? I got I'm nothing, joking. man. I thought we were going to prepare, I, man. Yeah, I, I just got. A, yeah, I just got. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. No, man. I I am a, a a Gen X, and I am like the typical slacker. I didn't prepare anything, but uh, nah, just joking. But yeah, no. Uh, we're going back to uh, the case of the ghost in the darkness. Uh, they did make really a good film movie. out of this, and it was. Uh, Michael Douglas, I think, was in Michael it. Douglas and Val, a very young Val Kilmer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Val Kilmer. But, yeah, no, this was uh, uh, took place in the uh, late 1800s, early 1900s, uh, in the Savo region of Kenya. Over a nine-month period, there were at least 35 people killed by these two lions, these rogue male lions that they had named Ghost and Darkness because nobody could catch these things. Uh, if you believe some of the reports, it was up to 135 people that may have actually been killed by these, but 35 confirmed humans killed and eaten by these two male lions. 
Um, now, at, at, at first, back in the day, the, the idea was that originally these had just gotten a taste for humans, and they just started hunting them and killing them. They eventually did get hunted down. Um, Ghost was killed first. Uh, they took him out, and then about within weeks, they ended up finding darkness and killing him. The The cool thing is that the, uh, well, where is it? the Field Museum of Chicago actually still has these lions. They have them stuffed and preserved, and they do have them. And a few years back, they actually started doing more studies into the the uh, the physiology on these lions to try to figure out what exactly went wrong. Why did they do this? Now, now lions, especially males, will sometimes form a pack with other males yeah, that have been kicked males, out. Yeah. Basically, because there's really, when you get a pack of lions, there's really only one male that takes over. The women go do all the work, basically. <laughs> I mean, it's what they do. The males... Yep. Lays around, waits for food, and then just has sex. That's all he does. Uh, and and after repeated attempts to take over a pride, the male, other males that are unsuccessful, will just kind of go off on their own. Sometimes they will come into another pride. Other times they just stay solo. And, but sometimes, like cats, everybody thinks of cats as primarily soul hunters they're by themselves but cats actually do socialize very well even big cats uh, especially when they're forced to but you have two big cats here that that decided to team up and start hunting but they started looking into these cats and they're like these didn't just go rogue and start eating people um they they started looking at the the physical nature of these cats and they found ghost especially had horrible abscesses in his teeth was missing teeth uh some of them were fucking broken off there were cavities all over and they they finally figured out that hunting their usual prey in africa which is you know uh, impalas and yeah zells, impalas, like the skipjack deer these things would be way too hard for them to be attacking and chewing through and they found that people they could grab easier and was easier for them to chew without being in extreme pain uh, Ghost, as I said, was worse off than Darkness was. And actually, at the time, when they caught them and killed them, Ghost actually had way more remains <laughs> in him than Darkness did. And actually, for that like three, four week period before they caught Darkness, the human killing stopped. So they figured it was Ghost that was actually pushing it. And Darkness just went along with it because that's his buddy and he's trying to and easy help meal. him eat. So you know, basically, yeah, easy the lions thought of us as Twinkies. Oh, yeah, dude. Easy snack food. Oh, God, yeah, man. They're just, <laughs> eh, they're soft, squishy. They don't really know what's going on. They're they're not as uh, uh, aware of their surroundings as the skipjack deer over there that's super <laughs> fast and, and will kick us. These guys are just <laughs> hanging out over here in the dark, not paying any attention. But yeah, no, they would... Uh, that, that's what they figured out. Is that, I yeah, thought were... there's also talk, too, that, well, they can't do DNA on them now because... It, yeah, there's not enough. Because there's talk about, about too, that they might have... Because bo- both the lions were maneless. They did not have males. Yes. That was a big... A lot of people thought it was weird, too, so they thought they were female lions for a long time. Right. Because but there yeah, was no they're, mane. They're yeah, both they're males. Not, yeah, they're... Like I said, you can find pictures of them. They still have... And they're huge. They're, they're big, big. Big, big boys. But, yeah, they, they do not have the stereotypical mane. 
And yeah, I know they want to do some genetic running to see if there was some kind of recessive gene or, yes, or they thought there maybe could have been a new subspecies of right, lions. Right. Or even like like say, I know uh, one of the ideas thrown out was a, a recessive smilodon yeah. characteristic, which is uh, the saber tooth cats, which gave them a much which more be really damn scary. <laughs> oh yeah, like every time they talk about, eh, we're gonna we're gonna redo mammoths and maybe we're looking at the DNA of old smilodons. Like no, don't fucking bring that back, man. No. Don't do that. Uh, mammoths, even mammoths, man, they went out for a reason. Don't bring them back. We don't want them back. Yeah, it's it. That's great. But supposedly, if you would go back and check out our Alaska grab bag issue, like in season right. one, there's been reports of them in Alaska, especially with that earthquake yes. center. And they're like, and it was there should be no earthquakes here, but it's like one little area. Then they find the sensor and it's completely destroyed. Yeah, just smashed to shit. And they're like, what are these big tracks? Oh no, it must be a bear, rabbit, or swamp gas. We're not sure which. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's uh, and it would be interesting. But yeah, like I said, there's not enough left of them as to far do as any actual, DNA yeah, testing, any, any real genetics. So even like use. when that when that movie first came out with Val Kilmer and um Michael Douglas, Douglas, seen that movie, love that movie. Oh yeah, great. But movie. right when that came out, a lot of people were like, "What? This happened? And this happened?" Like Marty said back in the eighteen nineties. But then they, yeah, but the people are. When that movie came out, they were pushing like, "Well, they have to be a different type of breed of lions." That's when this whole Smilodon yeah. thing started. Yeah. But they went and looked at the carcasses, the skin, and they can't get anything from it. That we yeah, were told. Nothing, that we were told. Right, yeah, there was nothing left. Because, yeah, they've basically been... Taxidermed. Taxidermed. Yep. Uh, like I said, the jaw and everything was still intact. So they can look and see, yeah, this, all this damage is done up in the jaw. Where you can see where there was infection ripping through it. I, I think it's an interesting idea. Mm-hmm. That they are some kind of offshoot. I mean, it's not impossible because cats will interbreed. Uh, you have things like uh, ligers, which do exist. A mix of a lion and a tiger. And that's what actually, if you watch that, awesome, awesome, folks. This is sarcasm. Awesome <laughs> right. Netflix movie, The t- Tiger King. Uh, that's yeah, what I, he I, was trying to do. He was trying to bring the silent on back by doing all these interbreeds <sighs> with these other tigers. Yeah, and I don't know. I and... refuse to watch it, so I have no idea. I didn't watch it, but I caught the basic truth. Right, right. right. But yeah, no. uh, uh, Joe Exotic. The the idea of Smilodons running around just terrifies me. Even now, like even even with in in like uh, the U.S. with the amount of uh, uh, mountain lions we have, the pumas running around. Yep. It you see more. It's not super common, but you do see more run-ins again because their numbers have gone up. Way up. You see it a lot more. Like I said, right here in town, on the edge of town, probably about 13 years ago, there was one. Yeah, we had one right, right down there by the yeah. waste factory. Yeah. Mine, Shopco. Well, yep. it used to be Shopco. Yep. Yeah. There they would just follow the deer because they yeah, go there's follow a river the river. Yeah, that runs a, right back there. Yep. They just go follow the river and chase the deer. Yeah, so we were out there at like six in the morning and we we're like, oh, what the hell is that? Is that dog out there? Like, no, man, it's shaped like a cat, but that's way too far away to be it. Holy fuck, that's a mountain lion just hanging out, just looking in out there across the road, and then eventually just disappeared down into the, <laughs> into the, uh, the I bet that made the old sphincter go, oh, yeah, it's like, oh, shit, dude, that's... Is that going to get the car? That is literally right here in town. I mean, there's no right cages. The edge of town. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I've petted one before. Super soft cat, man. They're really, really nice. Marty, don't let him but, tempt you. Oh, oh, no, man, it's super nice. But yeah, no, it's uh, 
the idea of something almost twice that size and simply bred aggressively <laughs> like a smilodon no man it's i remember seeing pictures of in books uh as a kid with dinosaurs and then moving up to through time to mastodon smilodon man no the, those things scared the hell out of me it's like oh man no i don't want that even at that point my cat walks in i'm like no fuck you stay back i see that tooth hanging out of there don't you get near me <laughs> oh man yeah no but yeah i know it's a just Real case, really crazy. I remember when the movie came out, that was the first time I'd really kind of heard of that story, too. And I was like, ah, based on a real story, ah, bullshit. No, no, it, it, looking into it, it's like, oh, yeah, no, this really did happen. These... The most disturbing part of that whole movie is is when Val Kilmer's wife and baby got off the train. Uh, uh, you can probably imagine having I'll, I'll set up the shot for you. Pan to the left. You see a giant lion running toward a group of people. <laughs> Pan right, Val Kilmer's wife and baby waving at him. Right. Next like, scene, no. him screaming. No. Play it out from there, folks. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, just terrifying. Like I said, in general, I, I would say most big cats are not out to get you. No. But they are out. There's always extenuating causes for man eaters right. cases, as we'll get to uh, later yeah. in here. In, in general, even even when you get into say like sharks. Yeah, most of them are not typically e- even in the the man eater category of sharks. There are very few that are actively seeking people out. No, they're just like opportuni- opportunistic yeah. eaters. So like, yeah. oh, you moved right and you got cut, you're bleeding, you taste good. Right, right. <laughs> what a tasty steak I found. Ah, oh, that's not what I thought it was. And <laughs> hey, I'll try another. Well, bite. I'm gonna switch. You did cats. I'm gonna do bears. There's that actually bears. Bears. We got some bears here. We're gonna talk about. This takes place in Russia. Go figure. Weird. Up to 30 hungry and desperate bears have attacked and eaten two men in Russia's wild far in the far eastern region of Kamchatka and have trapped a group of geologists at the remote site. The bears apparently starving killed the men last Thursday. Russian's agency reported. The bears had surrounded a local platinum mining company. Both victims worked at some mine as security guards. Over 400 geologists and miners are now refusing to return to work. Jesus, yeah, that's all This happened back, like, in 2008. That's really not that far back. And what happened is they flew these hunters in to get rid of this bear problem, but basically there's a pack of, like, 30 bears. Holy fuck. Yeah, they didn't, yeah, 30 bears. And they had these two, they kind of divide and conquered this group of, like, 30 people and got two guys, geologists, and ate them right on the open. Killed them, ate them. Oh, man. But the reason is, this is what we're talking about, exaggerating causes, these bears were starving. Right. Because in this region of Russia, there was illegal poaching of salmon. Uh, Hundreds of thousands of pounds of salmon disappeared from these bears' natural diet. So they're like, they're trying to eat whatever, and like, oh, humans are Twinkies. Yeah, there's there's not enough uh, berries and shrubbery for them to live on. I mean, they do eat a lot of that stuff, but they do need that, that fish, especially when they are used to that that uh, protein source coming in. Yeah, in this region alone, there's over 12,000 bears. Oh, my God. But then you cut down their main food supply, which right. is salmon. See, bears hibernate during the winter. Yeah. But they, right, when that salmon, that late summer, early fall, they yeah. gorge on it. Oh, yeah. But if you cut that out, they're going to go like, mm, I need something. Oh, there goes our Tinkle Twinkie uh, on two legs. <laughs> man, yeah. The, you know the sad thing? The other reason I know where Kamchatka is... Because of make risk. A, a what? <laughs> risk. It's, oh, yeah, it is in risk, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's this section over here. I'm like, oh, I know where that's at. No, is that like right north of Japan, kind of? 
Yeah, it's, it's See, right but the funny that, thing that is that about that, too, with the bears report, there's also been reports of a short-faced bear. Oh, yeah. That was, like, back in, like, early 1900s. Yep, yep, yep. And short-faced bear is something similar to Smilodons from that same epoch yep. in our history, but maybe yeah, it was just were... another case of them fucking with the bear's food supply. Right, yeah, no, yeah, it's another one of those that is uh, not supposed to still be alive. Yeah. Uh, similar to, say, like the, the giant sloth and anteater down in South America, mm-hmm. which we still occasionally are getting reports of people seeing the giant sloth <laughs> and giant anteater down there. I don't want to run into either one of those. Yeah. No, but I, God. But I look back, okay, I don't know. Russia should have been preactive. There's supposed to be some badass people. So I, if you're listening to this, I want you to type in Russian bear hunting suit. Oh, my God, yes. Type that in, and this is what they used to hunt bears in. Yeah. It looks like some medieval torture device with like it, all these spikes off it, it but that's awesome. actually a suit of armor they used to wear if they went out hunt bears. Yeah, I, they should all just been wearing it all right. They'd have been fine. Right, I, I've actually been developing uh, suits of armor like that. They're they're very similar to uh, the the dwarven uh, rage clerics. Yeah, uh, yeah I've been developing that for D anD D as a, a spiky Siberian bear hunting armor because it's it's terrifying it's creepy shit man. oh yeah Looking at it, it's but like, it actually oh, was part because it because oh, yeah. I know they had a bear problem they're like yeah this is our everyday wear go put your suit on okay mom but, make sure you oil it up so it doesn't get rusty you have so many bears that even back during the cold war on our news and everything in maps we symbolized you as a giant bear that's how many bears you have in your country man that's that's not good man that's it's you should be prepared for that yeah so i don't know what it is about mines man because i think a lot of that uh with uh ghost and darkness too was around diamond mines down in africa well it's probably so well you're bringing in a lot of people yep who maybe aren't as familiar with the area and will appear to be weak when they see them to pick them off yeah I but mean, you have to figure, they, like, in, like in Russia, they hire them. Hunters come in. Who do you think? I actually found the guy who actually has a big list of man-eaters. He's actually killed. Oh, damn. And that would be Jim Corbett. Oh. He used to hunt man-eaters in India. Get in India. I love you, but I ain't going there. Oh, man. His first, Jim Corbett, his first designated man-eating tiger kill was... The Champwat Tiger, which was responsible for an estimated 436 documented deaths. Jesus. This is a big Bengal tiger. Yep. Though most of his kills were tigers, Corbett successfully killed at least two man-eating leopards. The first was a Panar leopard in 1910, which allegedly killed 400 people. The second was a man-eating leopard, again, a Rude de Paraga in 1926, which terrorized the pilgrims during to the holy Hindu shrines of Kurnath and Badaranth for more than eight years, and was said to be responsible for more than 126 deaths. Other noble man-killers he's killed were the Talala Des man-eater, the Mohan man-eater, the Thak man-eater, the Muktasar man-eater, and the Chowgar tigers. Basically, in all these cases, they analyze the skulls in that on the preserved. Basically, analyze the, uh, the carcass and skulls and preserved remains shows that most of the man eaters were suffering from diseases or wounds. The most common were such as porcupine quills embedded deep in the skin or gunshot wounds that had not healed, like the Mukchastar man eater and the Thok man eater tigers, when skin had by Corbett revealed two old gunshot wounds. One in your shoulder had become septic, 
and could have been the reason for the Tigress having turned man-eater. Corbett suggested in the foreword of Man-Eaters of Kuman, Corbett writes, the wound, that caused, the wound that has caused a particular tiger to take up man-eating might be the result of a careless fired shot and failure to follow up and recover the wounded animal or be the result of the tiger having lost his temper while killing a porcupine. Oh, man. That's why hunter's ethic, folks, If I don't care what it is. If you shoot it, right. go find it. Yeah, do your best to do try your to find due it. diligence to try and find it. Yeah, I mean, you, you do get to some point where it's like, there's no way we're gonna find this. I mean, no. you get into stuff, it gets into thickets, it's too much to get into. You just go, okay, it's probably dead. I can't yeah. do this. Yep. But whenever possible, man, it's why you see like a lot of real hunters will go follow that thing. They actually gets, start I've had to do before. I've shot a deer oh, yeah. before, and I'm like, all right, can't attract it all day. It's like. Blood trail just disappears and like yep. shit. Put a marker where I'm at, and it's dark out. I come back the next day and see if I can find it. You put you put your time in. Yep. And usually, if you do that around here in South Dakota, you come back and in the morning, do you find the carcass? You ain't gonna find much of it because the coyotes probably got yeah, it. <laughs> like you coyotes. say, hey, I found my deer. Coyotes got it. Yep, fair Tag enough. What it's, Tag it's... what you find. All right, circle of life, man. They got it. it yeah. I lost that one. No, it's uh, it's crazy. I don't know, man. Tigers. Tiger's one of the big cats I won't mess with, I don't think. They, they can be vengeful little shits, and they are massive, <laughs> very stealthy. For their I mean, size. You've, yeah. you've got jaguars and that down in, in South America that will drop You can get jaguars in, so, in Southern America, too. Oh, South yeah, America, yeah. Not Southern Central, states of America. Yeah, yeah. But yeah I mean, they, they are, are very good drop hunters. They will plop right out of trees to get people. Yep. I still trust that more than I do tigers, man. When they're in the, in their natural habitat, they're almost impossible to find. I mean, they are ridiculous. There are actually reports. I'm pretty sure this one was a tiger of, of a hunter, and I want to say it was probably over in Nepal or India, somewhere in there, where where this hunter had messed with this tiger, had killed its family, fucked with it. Yeah. And it actually spent days tracking the hunter back to its where it was camped. And just shredded everything in that camp. Just <laughs> annihilated everything. And that the only motivation would be to track them down and get back at them. It's like, oh, God. No, I, I don't, don't want to deal with that. That thing is... Well, huge. it's also that video. There's a video, a famous video on the inter- on YouTube where it shows this. Because in India and that, they got the really tall grass called tiger grass. Oh, yep. They have it in Africa, too. Yep. But they show the scene, this guy, he's walking, he's riding on an elephant. Oh, yep, yep, yep. And all of a sudden he looks back and he kicks out. You see this tiger jumping out, I mean, outstretched, evil-looking thing, mouth oh, yeah, wide open. And the guy just casually reaches out, kicks it in the face, and it yeah. drops down. I'm like, yeah, what? it's in it's in full attack pounce. Yeah, and that is that is big cat. I'm going to kill. Yeah, but it was attacking. Must have been trying to get to the man. I'm sure it was trying to get. The but guy. the guy just kicked it in. I watched the guy just <laughs> kick, just kicks it, just goes nonchalantly, rides which, his elephant. Which tells me it's not the first time these tigers have jumped at him, man. No. So he's like, oh man, another one of these. It's like the I, I saw a video uh, a couple days ago of these dudes, and I'm pretty sure it was in India. Cause I think it was a it was a king cobra. Uh, the, this uh, family found this uh, snake on their on their property. And it's a video of these two guys coming to pull this 10-foot King Cobra out Ooh. and, and re-habitat it. it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, the dudes are way calmer than I am. I mean, they're really good, because I've seen a lot of people dealing, especially with Cobras, and how, even like with uh, looking at how like the, the old Snake Charmers did it, 
Uh, but yeah, I mean, these guys were just so smooth at what they were doing. With, <coughs> excuse me. And they, they eventually got it to the point where they had like like a tote, and got the snake to crawl into the damn tote where they needed it and shut the door on it. I was like, the thing is ten foot long, man. Like, yeah, because they finally got it down. Took a tape measure out, measure from head back to tail. It was like over ten foot long cobra. Jeez. And yeah, they're getting it here, and, and you know they psych it out with a hand movement because that's what the snake will look for is the movement. Yep. And then get behind it, and yeah, they just start grabbing his tail, and eventually he just climbs right into this toad. I was like, the balls on these guys, man. I mean, it's <laughs> well, yeah, it's but like, it's from people that are they they deal with it all the time. Yeah, you get very used to it. Yeah. But yeah, I was like, oh god, no, and I don't even hate snakes, man, but. That's a ten foot king cobra, man. No, no, I'm not messing with that thing. That will that will put you in a world of hurt pretty fast if it decides to strike. Yeah. So what else have you got? I know I know you got one on here. I'm really looking forward to. <laughs> I'm sure you did. Uh, no, I, I was actually going to do the uh, cry in the dark case. What? Cry in oh, the dark. okay. Uh, it is. They they did a film on this in uh, 1988. I think the movie came out. But it's the uh, 1980 uh, case of Lindy Chamberlain in Australia, who she had been out uh, with her husband, and they were out camping, not even in the full outback, but they were out camping, it's Australia, and they come back to town with their baby gone, and she is saying, dingoes took my baby, they stole the baby, it's a nine-week-old baby, and they took her off into the woods and killed her. Um, nobody believed her. They were like, man, dingoes are not going to do that. This, you're crazy. Uh, 1982, uh, she went to prison. They, the jury found her guilty. Um, a lot of things came around this. Uh, her, her husband was a Seventh-day Adventist, uh, pastor, which at that time was not very common in Australia. And so not only did, did locals... But news, celebrities, everyone just, like, bagged on her. They she, they became a national joke. Um, and also, yeah, just recently, if you ever watched Seinfeld episode, they have that. They say it several times in that, one of the Seinfeld episodes. The dingo ate her baby. Yeah, dingo ate her baby. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I mean, everybody just ripped into her. Um, she was basically crucified in the public court before she even got to court. Mm-hmm. Uh, there There were rumors that... Oh, they were they were uh, uh, sacrificing the baby for their cult, the Seventh Day Adventist cult. Uh, the baby's name was Isaiah, and they they were saying that oh that that actually is is ancient language for sacrifice in the wilderness, which is what they did. It doesn't. It actually means blessed of God. But uh, yeah, no, they they were shredded to pieces by by the the public opinion. They they decided that she was unbelievable. Um, they thought that. She should have been wailing and crying while in court, but didn't. Uh, they threw all kinds of stuff around at, at old Lindy Chamberlain herself, saying, you know, oh, she's dressed up nice because that's what matters. She wants to look good in, in front of everything. Well, 1986 rolls along. She eventually does get exonerated uh, because the baby's jacket was found outside an old abandoned dingo den. They, they found the babies because it was a handmade. Yep. And they found that and, yeah. and other evidence, and they finally went, oh. <laughs> Shit, we were wrong. Uh, wow, we're, we're sorry for making you into this horrible fucking human being. But uh, the, the crazy thing is, uh, this case kept getting 
pulled up into court multiple times over the years because they were like, ah, we still don't quite buy it. I mean, what during during the actual court case because they were televising and everything down there because it was a big story down there. Uh, but they they would be you know having shots of her and them talking about how you know oh these dingoes came and stole her stuff. Meanwhile, they're showing cute pictures of of dingoes being docile like family dogs mm-hmm. you know and and it's it, it really was a big case of how easily even in 1980 that the media could manipulate skew and yeah. and what they want basically to, they're to basically see. it's like a forced perspective shot oh yeah that's all it is like they're forcing you to yep. see the one perspective like lions let's say oh see that little kid next to him there would never hurt anybody. Right. Oh, yeah, but they're not telling you that that lion is tranked up, his jaws oh, wired yeah, shut, man. he can't even open his mouth. But yeah, I mean, it, when you're when you're showing you know little baby dingoes with their moms out on, on the in the outback, yeah, they're not active and being aggressive because they're just hanging out. But yeah, after I think '09, there was a big uh, dingo attack over there. There was a kid that was mauled and killed by dingoes, and they're yep. like, "Oh shit, okay, this is a little more." A uh, little more proof to what you were saying in 1980, and we didn't believe you. <laughs> but yeah, it it, uh, it was, uh, they kept doing death inquests on this up until 2012, when they officially ruled it that yes, that is what happened, is little, little Azalea was killed by a dingo. There's enough proof in the last, you know, 29 years ago, yeah, dingoes will attack children when, when, Unprovoked. There's been reports of like coyotes. Oh yeah, especially like in like on the West Coast and that. Like there's a lot. I'm not saying the West Coast. It could happen anywhere. But I'm just using right. this as an example. There's been a couple reported cases on the West Coast, especially like in California, where these coyotes are coming in. Trust me, coyotes are some scurvy. They're very bold animals. Oh yeah. Once they get an easy meal, they're good in there. But there's been reports of them attacking children, not carrying away, as far as I know. But they've been. Yep. If you like walk in a group and the child struggles behind, same thing. Coyotes yeah. will get the fall behind one. Cougars have even been known to do it. Oh yeah, no, there have been countless kids that have been not necessarily killed, but parents have caught as the mountain lion is dragging them away. Lion is is <laughs> leaping up to get their kid because oh they've straggled over there. And again, mountain lions too. The the tall prairie grass we have, yep. it, it is what they're designed for man the coloring of them they're designed to blend into that and like any big cat or even small cat man when they're on the hunt they are very tough to spot if you're not even the cat i got in my house christ (laughs) yeah no like i said my dad used to have one that would lay out in their grass and just wait for birds to come flying down because they didn't notice it just laying there she would just sit there for hours (laughs) until one got too close and then swipe it right out of the air and drop it to the ground because they're vicious hunters, man. That's what oh. they do. And those big cats are no different. If they find that uh, straggler, because that's kind of what they're bred over years to do. Yeah. Is they find the weak and the, the quickest, easiest kill. Like, you look at cheetahs. They're not super strong, but they are fast. So they will track out a back-of-the-pack straggler run in, grab it, and then try to eat as much as possible because they know hyenas or lions are going to come and chase them away because yep. they're not strong enough to defend it, and they're usually by themselves. So they will eat as much as they can and then get the hell out of there before the other big boys decide, this is mine. Yeah. But yeah, they will take out the smallest, weakest, and when you've got kids 
you know, out in a uh, hiking trailer, whatever, they don't always stay right with you. And it's it, it's a dinner bell for, for a camp. Yeah, so always be aware when you're out camping, hiking. Always be aware, folks. Right. you got to have your head in a swivel, especially if you have little kids, because little kids do random things just like, poof, oh, where'd they go? Oh, Fuck! Yeah. Well, in even, the river. <laughs> even to some extent, the, the noises they make, it's a higher-pitched yeah. sound, which will draw predators in they are the stuff they normally you're like hunt. oh something's hurt <laughs> yeah they're, they're, well i mean look at rabbits even like bobcats they will hunt rabbits and rabbits have a higher pitch squeal when they are hurt. in danger and hurt yep and that's what will bring them over to be like oh what's this <laughs> it's not a rabbit but it's also very slow and awkward so <laughs> we're gonna okay since we're gonna switch over we're gonna go we're gonna go talk about shit in africa now we've already talked about the ghosts of darkness we're right, going right, back right. We're going to talk one about another OG from Africa, Gustav. Oh, yeah, man. Uh. Gust- Gustav is a large male Nile crocodile from Burundi. He is notorious for being a man-eater and is rumored to have killed as many as 300 people on the banks of the Ruzizi River and the northern shores of Lake Tagaika. Though the actual number is difficult to verify, he has attained near-mythical status and is greatly feared by the people in the region. Gustav was named by Patricia Fay, a herpetologist who has been studying and investigating him since the late 1990s. Much of what known about Gustav stems from the film Capturing the Killer Croc. I have seen this. Yeah. It is bad. Yeah, is that it's it's wicked. Which aired on 2004 on PBS. The film documents a capture attempt and study of Gustav. Since Gustav has not been captured, his exact length and weight is unknown. But in 2021, it was stated that he could easily could be easily more than eighteen feet long, and weigh more than two thousand pounds. Yeah, he was estimated to be around a hundred years old in order to achieve such outstanding size. However, furthermore, careful observation of a Gustav revealed they actually got a picture of this creature. Yeah, revealed that he had a complete set of teeth when he opened his mouth. Since a hundred-year-old crocodile should be nearly toothless. According to the documentary, he is estimated to probably be no older than 60 years old and is still likely growing. Uh, and the reason they could pick him out so easy because he has three bullet scars in his body. His yep. right shoulder blade has also been found to be deeply wounded. Circumstances surrounding the four scars are unknown. Scientists and herpetologists have studied Gustav, claimed that his uncommon size and weight impede his ability to hunt species, usually agile prey, such as fish, antelopes, and zebras, and forcing him to attack larger animals such as hippopotamus, large wild beasts, and in some extent humans. Again, we're Twinkies to these wild animals. Right. We are. Man, I don't want to mess with any animal that's going after a hippo. Man, fuck that. No. <laughs> I mean, that, that, yeah. But I've, like, there's a movie that's kind of based on him called Primeval. Oh, yep, yep, yep. That's basically kind of like a Hollywood version of what Gustav is. Yeah, yeah. But that's not scary. I actually watched this, they did I was big on a big crocodile kick like five years ago. Right, right. And they did this one in Australia where they this guy went in Australia, the outback. He trapped uh, you know, crocodiles, the saltwater crocs out there. Yeah, yeah. And this farmer was telling him, yeah, we got this really big one. I mean, so they catch a couple like 10 to 12 footers. Like, is that him? He's like, no, no, that's not it. This one's a lot bigger. Yep. Well, they're like, okay. So they put out a mule. Sorry, folks, but they'd use live animals to attract these things in to oh, catch yeah. them because they bring them through a cage and it's like a live trap. Yep. Once they go through the cage, you get the animal to get trapped. 
But this guy took up a drone, and oh my god, they got about like a three-second video of this crocodile. And there was a little one, like a 10 to 12 footer next to it. And this one was like almost two and a half times yeah. the size of the thing. It was just massive. They never did catch it, and they just saw it because all of a sudden you see the black shadow. And you can see it do a little bit of undulating and then submerge, and that's the last you see yeah, of it. It's gone. For like three seconds. I'm like, that thing's huge. <laughs> yeah, they actually did uh, a movie just a couple of years ago. Uh, I think that one was also based in Australia. Yeah, which I didn't realize the water was flooding in that. Yeah, and it stuck in the and tree. <laughs> stuck in the tree. I didn't realize that was a real story. Yeah, they're like, yeah, no, that was yeah, the crocodile hung out underneath this flooded tree, picking these kids off <laughs> yep. as, as they fell out of the tree. It knew they were going to be yeah, it would just disappear. Like, well, maybe he's gone. Maybe we could swim for it. So you got to understand this whole area. Like, it was a massive flooding. I mean, it was raging water. And they were, at this point, many, 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 many feet from getting to dry land where their vehicle was. Yeah. Uh, it kind of is a freak storm hopped up, hit hot. Basically, than if, they okay, like if you're in the southwest, you guys heard of wadis. Yeah. Basically, when the water comes down from the mountains, which is where these kids are at, yeah. it goes down these low spots. You can tell them by these have really fine sand. Yeah. So that's where it, and they flash floods like instantly. You can, that, it's, yeah, it's wicked. Yeah, they, I've yeah, seen it happen one time. Oh, really? When I was in the army, and we were out in the Mojave Desert, and it rained up in the mountains, and our captain's like, oh shit, everybody get out of this, we were in a sandbomb, because we were doing the low profile oh, thing. Yeah, yeah. He's like, get the hell out of the sandbomb, get the beagles all out. And we're like, what? That storm up there is going to fuck us up. And all of a sudden, no more than a half an hour later, that wadi was completely full of water, and it was running like 300 miles an hour. Oh, that's wild, It was like a raging man. river, and we're like, holy crap. That is crap. crazy. But yeah, no, it's, uh, uh, you damn reptiles, man! They just cause, well, and and I, I don't blame them. It's I mean, just they're it's doing in their nature. It's do, like man. you can't blame these animals for being man eaters. It's partially our own fault. Oh yeah. the way I look at it, right. it's partially our own fault because we go out and try and shoot them, we wound them, and they're like, oh, you sh- oh, oh shit, I'm gonna get no. Yep. Well, yeah, thing. we put them in a point where they can no longer do their natural function. Yeah. And they go to the next easiest thing, which in turn is us. I mean, Freaky. especially when you, you're dealing with. Uh, some of those areas, like those rivers, we think of, like, when I hear river, I think, oh, this crystal clear river. These are not crystal clear. These are dirty, muddy waters you can't see into. Those goddamn things are so good at hiding. Even in clear water, they are very good at just sitting. Yeah. And you don't see them. But you're, you're going down, and a lot, of, a lot of these areas are lower-income areas. They are doing their laundry. They are doing everything down at that river. And it is it is a fucking buffet just walking right up to the river for them. No, nope. it's mean, all, it, it it's also literally like a, is like with Gustav. I mean, is that it's a learned behavior because he's actually been noted for attacking several boats. Oh yeah, people are out fishing, knocking the people out of the boat and eating the people. Yeah, yeah. He, he's, he doesn't eat them. He just drags them down and they do the death roll thing yep. and push them in the mud. Then goes back up to another one. Yep, that's Save a food source, for man. Yeah. yeah. And the funny thing about crocodiles is they can go several months without eating. Yeah. Yeah. It's a long time where they will just... Yeah, because they like... Because they, for a while, Gustav disappeared. They're like, where's he at? It was like seven months. All of a sudden, seven months later, he showed up, killed a couple people, yep. and disappeared again. Yeah, they, they had thought, well, maybe he went off somewhere and died because he's old, couldn't get to food yep. like he thought. No, no, he came back later. He's like, oh, hey, guys, what's up? Snack, oh, look. Like me at three in the morning. Right, yeah, it's... <laughs> It's a peanut butter mustard fucking sandwich just washing its clothes over there, man. Well, do you have any more stories or I'm going to end off with this one? 
I do have one. It's not technically a man eater, but uh, it is a reason. I I think apropos from our our last uh, episode where we were talking about the Bigfoot and possibility of of simians. Yep. uh, The amount of chimpanzee attacks that we deal with. uh, The the biggest being uh, uh, Travis the Chimp, uh, who was uh, early 90s into the uh, early 2000s, I would actually say. Uh, most of the time, if you saw like a commercial with a chimpanzee, it was him. He he was doing a lot of acting in different commercials, shows. A lot, most better than some actors nowadays. Right, yeah. But uh, no, he he uh, he he had his owner who always took care of him, and it had him for years. And this happened in '09. Well, he had actually gotten out of the house with her her car keys, and and she went out to go get him, and her friend was with her because they were going to go to the store. Well, she had brought his Tickle Me Elmo doll <coughs> with her because that was his favorite toy. And they were trying to get him back in the house, and something snapped in him. He saw she had his toy, and he came running over and attacked his, his owner's friend and literally ripped her face off. Yep. Just blinded her, tore her face, literally tore her face off, and then created other lacerations to get his toy back because he was pissed because somebody else had his toy. They're not really sure what triggered him. That's the only thing they can figure. There are many reports of, of chimps through time that we've we've brought over to be actors who eventually just kind of fucking snap, man. And well, Like they- when they're dealing with, with attacking a male. Like females, they will take their face off. <laughs> if they're attacking males, they are notorious for tearing Gentile. your genitals off. Yep. And then clubbing you <laughs> until you quit fucking moving. And they will just snap. Uh, there's a reason, like, uh, most people up until, I, I would say probably the last 20 years, when you saw an orangutan, you, you picture one in your head right now. That's a female. Yep. Because the females tend to be a little more docile and easy to work with. That's why we use them in acting. Whereas the males are like four times as big and about four times as more aggressive. But even the females randomly will snap. I mean, it's no matter how well trained it is, it is still a wild animal. Oh, yeah. There are, it's not like thousands of cases, but there's enough where it's like, why are we still letting people have this chimp in their house, man? Well, These things they've, done, they've done studies up. on it, too, like with Travis. Where, he's a, right. where basically when that... Usually with these male chimps, when they hit a certain age, yes. they need to start asserting their dominance, yep. and they don't care how they get it because it's just the natural way of yeah. these chimps work. You have you have that hierarchy of, like, I'm the strongest, yep. you're below me, you're below me, and so on and so forth. You have that pecking order. And that's what they think with a lot of these chimps yeah. that they bring over. They're cute and cuddly when they're little, and they're all playful and all that. Right. But once they hit a certain age, that's when they start asserting their dominance yep. because that's just the way these creature animals are. And that, that's what they do with each other. They will yeah. beat the shit out of each other. I mean, there, there are a lot of cases of even uh, male chimpanzees killing and just beating to death other babies that they think maybe aren't theirs. Yep. And they will just go over and club it to death and then toss it out of a tree. Because yep. it's like, oh no, that's not mine. I don't need that. But that's how they figure out who's in charge, man. They will beat the shit out of each other. Oh yeah. And they look at us the same way. We don't do that. <laughs> we don't. We are not capable of doing that with them. They will win. That's the reality. They, they are, are way like too strong. Ten, they're like eight to ten times stronger yeah. than I mean, like half our size, but eight to ten times stronger. Yeah, than just us. The, the muscle density and yep. just 
They are incredibly strong, and we don't stand a chance against nope. them, man. We Not do. without weapons, but, man, they're, it's... Uh, like I said, I, I love great apes and that stuff, but... No, they're terrifying, because, man, they will... They will mess you up in a hurry when they decide it's time to go. Like I said, even even like with uh, going back to say the crocodile with the, the hippo. Man, you don't mess with hippos unless you are a badass. Yes. Because hippos kill more humans <laughs> in, in Africa yeah. than any other animal combined. Yep. All the snakes. And there's some deadly shit in Africa for snakes. Yeah. Spiders, sharks off the coast, big cats. All combined don't come anywhere near the numbers that hippos have. Yeah. They are big, aggressive, angry goddamn things that will chomp that, through. They look cute and cuddly. Oh, and look it. at him. He's adorable. No, that is an aggressive killing machine. Like I said, my friends from South Africa, and they were like, oh, yeah, no, you don't fuck with hippos. <laughs> you don't mess with those, man. You see when you just get out because you don't know. They may just charge. If you're way too close to their stuff. You may not even realize it, but they will charge and they will throw they run jeep fast over. <laughs> oh yeah, they move. And in water, you're done. Those things are so wicked fast in water. It's like, yeah, no, and you don't mess with those. Oh yeah, I don't care about crocodiles. Hippos, uh, hippos, I'm not going you mean, there. You mean, <laughs> like, yeah, you no, care no. about crocodiles after this story. Right, right. So I actually found the seeds of this story. I happened to just be randomly looking through Guinness Book of World Records. Oh. And this was kind of mentioned there. I'm like, what? Oh, interesting. We're going to talk about the Ramry Island Crocodile Massacre. Oh. World War, set up for the Ramry Crocodile Massacre. World War II was nearing its end. The Japanese Imperial Army had invaded the Ramry Islands in Burma, located off the coast of Bengal, India, again. God damn it. <laughs> in 1942. In 1945, the Allied forces unlocked the Burma mission with the purpose of pushing the Japs out of Burma. Joint, joint forces of 36 Indian Infantry Brigade and units of the British Royal Marines were dispatched on the 26th of January 1945 for Ramry with two tasks. Put the Japs out and build an air base. The, the Allied forces breaches there, but they received, were received with fierce resistance from the Japanese soldiers. What followed was a bloodbath by artillery shots and guns. However, the worst was yet to come. The Allied forces, after a heavy battle, managed to go around and flank the Japanese from all sides. Nearly 1,000 Japanese soldiers were trapped. The Allied troops repeatedly asked the Japanese soldiers to surrender and lay down their weapons. Unfortunately, the Japanese sought of surrender as a good as death. They did not surrender and started chalking out escape routes. The only route that the only route they could see open was a tidal swampland sweeping over an area of 16 kilometers. The swampland was dense and was definitely not friendly. However, the Japs decided to cross it, hoping that they would manage to merge with the larger Japanese troops stationed on the other side. So the Japanese sent just a select, just started the selection, ah, selected the stage that will turn out to be the worst nightmare for them. With a beeline formation, the Japanese soldiers started crossing the swampland. They started off well, but soon the swamp filled with muck, dense vegetation, played the dirty trick, and slowed down the soldiers. The swamps were definitely not friendly. Beneath the mud, mud and sticks, underbrush, saluted scorpions, snakes, and, of course, poisonous spiders. And adding to the misery was a mosquito swarm. Still determined to cross over instead of surrendering, the Japanese soldiers continued, and in the process, many of the soldiers started to succumb to disease brought down by the mosquitoes. For several days, the Japs continued, despite being troubled by no drinking water or food. In the meantime, the Allied forces sitting on the banks of the swamp were using artillery shells to make things more difficult for the Japs. <laughs> They're a bunch of dicks. 
That's that's a war time, so it, it happens. Is, man. As if the snakes, scorpions, spiders, and mosquitoes and the allied bombs were not enough, the Japs met with something more dreadful, something no one likes to encounter even in their dreams. On a particular night, when a few allied soldiers were guarding the surroundings of the swamplands, they heard screams, screams of panic and fear. The guarding allied soldiers heard frantic screaming along with gunshots in the darkness of the night. So terrible were the screams that even the allied soldiers winced and flinched with terror. Completely afraid that whatever was happening was actually happening to the enemies who were kind of hell-bent to kill them. The Japanese were completely unaware of the fact that swampland they were cross, trying to cross was infected with crocodiles. Big crocodiles of the saltwater version that can grow up to 20 feet or more. The swampland didn't have one or two of these nature's most dreadful predators. There were numerous crocs who looked at the weak, tired, and bloody Japanese soldiers as a platter of full of dinner. Oh, man. What followed was beyond imagination. The crocodiles attacked from all the possible directions and mercilessly tore apart all the Japanese soldiers they could catch between their jaws. The soldiers tried to drive out the predators by randomly firing their guns in all directions, but their attempts to defend themselves were just as futile as, po- as possible. What followed was the most terrible massacre by animals to this day. It is the bloodiest massacre of World War II that was not caused by humans. Of the 1,000 Japanese soldiers, only a handful of them managed to survive, who later reported that the crocs simply appeared from nowhere. There was absolutely no way of knowing what direction from which the crocs would appear. Later, several reports came up with, which described the night was not only choked by mosquito swarms, but also the screams of doomed soldiers who were dragged down into the murky water by the ravenous aggressors. The sounds of snapping jaws, human cries, and random gunshots filled the air with a sense of terror that engulfed the safely stationed Allied troops of the course. The Japanese troops would have been better off if they had surrendered, but they sealed their own fates the moments they decided to cry, cross the swamplands. So how many soldiers managed to live? That's hard to say. There are several reports citing several figures. However, the, what unanimously agreed today is that only 20 out of the 1,000 soldiers managed to make it out of the swampland. Yet those 20 were not left unscarred. They bore the marks of severe mauling and terrible injuries. Wow. Jesus, man. Oh, my God. Yeah, like the horrors of war yeah. isn't enough. And you're trying to, right. no offense, because there is no right and there is no wrong side. I'm sorry. Right. In war. Just like we're going through with now in the world. But just then trying, like, hey, I'm getting away, go back to my side. <laughs> Nature comes in and says, fuck you, we're going to eat you. Wow, that's a great plan. Yeah, no, come this way. I, it, it begs the question to me, how much money after that did our government spend into going, I wonder if we can train crocodiles, man. Probably that's a just, fucking buttload. You know, it's like, uh, it's like the dolphin know. thing. They tried to train dolphins. Oh, yeah. To, to not only, like, uh, sniff out landmines. But to also place mines on the bottoms of ships. And, and you know, dolphins are smart enough to train. But I think also smart enough to be like, This yeah, is a dumb idea. <laughs> we're not fucking doing this, man. Every time I picture like dolphins, they, they, I figure from, like, the dolphins from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, right, right. Oh, yeah, man. Or, or like the, uh, was it the dogs? Was it Germany or Russia was, was training to, to they, they were training dogs, basically, to, to uh, wear explosive vests oh okay and and to run the the dogs under american tanks well unfortunately they were training all of them on their own tanks which they they had readily available (laughs) and when they put them into practice all of the now you know explosive laden dogs 
ran under Russian tanks because that's what they were trained to do, and they all blew up underneath their own tanks and went, "Yeah, well, this uh, this we did didn't not work. think this through. We did not think this through." But well, yeah, they were like, "Oh man, this is brilliant! Look at that! They're going right underneath the tank. It's great." Yeah, no, like I said, they had trained all these dogs to search out their own tanks because that's what they were trained to do they're not smart enough to differentiate a flag on a tank man yeah. it's a dog but it's just one of those where it's like oh military animal blunder how did we not plan this out oh yeah we decided to make you know the the gorilla army men too thanks russia <laughs> you know uh but they whatever it's just like every government does it we oh, always yeah. said that every government has its black shady books where they try to make nature do what it wants. But we're right. always finding out nature does whatever the fuck it wants and it will right. fuck up you up bad. Yeah, we, we've seen that even where, where places where they've like, we're going to re, re uh, move this river. We, we don't want it going through there. We're going to rechannel it over here. The river's going to go here. First time there's a bad flood, that <laughs> river goes right back to where it was before, which is unfortunately the middle of a fucking town right now. But that town's gone again, because nature's going to send that river where it was meant to be. Yep. And it's not over that way, it's over here. Yeah, no, it, it takes care of what it needs to, man. It really does. Oh, yeah, it does. So, have we got anything else for these wonderful folks? No, man, just, uh, you know, spay and neuter your pets, I guess. <laughs> this is the lesson today, man. Treat them kindly, because they will get angry. It's like the old movie, like, Day of the Animals. I wish I, I'm going to have to watch oh. that again. Oh, God, yeah, man. But seriously, folks, if you're out camping, just pay attention to your surroundings as much as you possibly can. Right. Keep an eye on your kids. Keep them close. Um, that's all we got. All right. All right. You guys have a good night. We'll talk to you later. Bye. <laughs>